lot of people have a sickness in their body the root has taken place in the area of the soul whether their will was damaged whether the emotion was damaged whether their memory and imagination is damaged wow right you know when things have happened like we talked about you know you said uh, you know most of things that have happened happened in childhood, childhood. that memory is not healed and so now it's manifesting years later today on the pastors sickness and disease wreak havoc on every nation on the globe not everyone can afford health insurance or pay for medical care out of pocket even with advances in modern medicine there are innumerable ailments that are still incurable even in the last few years tens of thousands of babies and adults have died from the common flu what are we to do continue suffering and wondering when a sickness disease virus bacteria or another malady causes our decline or demise is god seeing all that is happening the questions doubts and pain seem to be on the rise with no hope in sight there's one question that has echoed throughout the ages can god really heal me coming up now on the pastors Welcome back to the pastors. Thank you so much for being so faithful to watching us and your comments and your encouragement is remarkable. Please share the pastors episodes because people are so blessed by them. And yes, we are continuing with this message, with this subject matter. Can God really heal me? Is this something that God really wants to do? Does he really want to heal me? There are a lot of people who are hurting. Now, I know we've talked a lot about physical healing. But our communities need healing. Mm. There are people who need healing due to relationship problems. We're going to deal with all of that. We're coming down to the close of season one, and it's going to be wonderful. So let's get started. I want to ask Pastor Glover, is all healing divine? One hundred percent. Yes. Now, when I say divine, I mean, does all healing come from God? I think God, yeah, God empowers all healing. God empowers the wisdom that, that settles the nerves. He, 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 again, he instituted healing. The fact that we recover at all. The fact that, that there are words that can be spoken and that can be ointment, like God institutes that system, you know, for, for whatever ailment there is a medicine. Laughter is medicine, you know, as the word even says. So, you know, every, every, for every type of ailment, uh, yeah, God empowers that healing. Okay, now what about those who go to witch doctors, soothsayers, and other persons, I'll yeah. just say persons, and they concoct something and the people actually 
experience relief. Yeah. So again, in, in the doing no harm, there's always a side of it. And as much as I understand, I don't understand the occult as much, but I do understand that there's a level of trickery that when in order for one thing to be well, a lot of times it's shifted to, you know, to another um, person. So the, the, it's not it's not healing in a sense, more of it's a real assignment. Mm. You kind of just move it. You're moving pieces around. You know, you're taking uh, sickness off of me and maybe putting it on Nikki off a bit. You know, <laughs> but but that's. You know, in, in, in the limited knowledge that I have of the, the occult and the witchcraft and that kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. You know, but there, so even in the movies I've watched, right, there's a, there's been a consistency that there's that type of dealing that, that sickness is removed with the understanding that it's reassigned and put on another person. You know, right. I've even heard of accounts, um, you know, we, we live in the area and, and there's the, you know, it's voodoo, there's some hoodoo around here. So just yes. to hear people talk about it, um, that that's the deal with that you know you it, it's off of you but it's on another person though you know so that's that's not that's not the healing <laughs> you know that, that's not that's not uh the divine uh right. concept of healing that's that's uh witchcraft and reassigning illness why do you think people go to other resources or they may feel other sources for healing if, if they prayed and prayed and prayed and they don't get an answer, why do they go to other sources? For for the uh, instant gratification okay. of a thing. You know, uh, it's, it's the same same way that we can, there's surgery, there's procedures that we can uh, perform that aren't exercise. Right. You know, there's, a, there's things that can cause you to look healthy um, on the outside without having the healthy practice. Yeah. Mm. You know, my, um, I have a brother that, that he, he says, um, as it pertains to fitness, he, uh, he's actually against setting weight loss goals. He says, he says that goals are the enemy of, of fitness. He said, cause when you hit a goal, you, you, you relax from the lifestyle. He said, right. It's, it's preferred that you fall in love with, with healthy living. Wow. And, and, and then, then the side effect, you know, uh, as a, an effect of healthy living is that you, you know, consequently get healthy. In appearance, mm. but but the the goal of a, of a healthy appearance and not a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, is is kind of that that's off. So I think much in the same way, rather than to be totally healed and, and get involved in in the work of love, you know, in the work of 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 what it costs to pursue peace, you know, and reconcile and, and you know do all those things and really follow the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. But this might take some time, but it's, but it's permanent, right? You know, rather than you know, if I could, I could reconcile with you. If we had, if we had a grievance, right? Um, I could confront you and reconcile with you, or I could just delete you from my phone, never talk to you again. And we have these awkward passings in Walmart, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, but but I, but in in the in the immediate term, I could say, well, I'm just going to not talk to Shane. But I can annoy your calls and do that, do those right, things. Right, right. Or we could sit and then work through. I would think, you know, that's less attractive. I think to just yes. just working through and actually uh, arriving at a real resolve like a, a true solution um and true healing and, and really arriving at a place of understanding wow you know i appreciate i appreciate yeah. that answer a lot now pastor brian off camera uh a little while ago when we were talking you said anything that's a counterfeit also has a genuine mm-hmm. so mm. because mm. people may have seen or may have heard of fake healings like from preachers or 
any other uh, persons, how would you encourage someone to believe that Jesus still heals today? Because honestly, there have been preachers who have faked healings. Right. So for somebody who believes that it's all fake, how would you encourage them? Because you said every counterfeit has to have a genuine. Absolutely. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He doesn't change. Uh, God doesn't lie. Right. Um, these are scriptures that are found in the, in the Word. And if God healed then, another scripture in the book of Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So in other words, what has already been accomplished through His ministry is prophetic in nature. So meaning that regardless of what man has done, man has, has brought a reproach on the name of Jesus right. many times. Um, the counterfeit that comes up. I, I've read, I've read accounts and I'm sure you guys as, as well, as well of, um, times in services where someone fakes something, but then miraculously someone in the service gets healed. Right. You know, so, so even, even the fakery, <laughs> you know, to gain notoriety or whatever creates faith in the audience. Right. And so I've, I've actually seen that um, mm. take place, but to, to say that God doesn't heal is absolutely not true because he is the same. His word, the Bible says God sent his word and healed their diseases. Um, his word never goes out and comes back void ever. Uh, so regardless of what our personal experiences have been, to see fake, to see those that have performed or whatever. We've, we've all, if you've been in church long enough, yeah. you, you've seen things take place that you sit there and look and go, okay, that wasn't God. Right. But yet there is a level of faith that begins to grow with, you know, Jesus said, just a mustard seed of faith. Right. You know, and that's all it takes is just believing, regardless of what we've seen, what we've experienced and what we've heard. Just the fact of knowing that God is still God, he doesn't change, creates faith inside of me to go beyond my own personal experiences into a truth that begins to set me free. But the one who says, I am now turned off from God being able to heal me because I have seen this foolery. Mm -hmm. I've seen this trickery and I'm turned off. And, and they may hear you say, yeah, 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 okay, it'll build faith. No, it literally tore my faith wow. to shreds. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you say to me? Because it did not build my faith. It, it came up that he didn't really know that name. He didn't really know this. He had a, a, an earpiece in and he heard this. And, oh, wow. and that person is on his team and was never in a wheelchair and he act like he got healed mm. and he travels from place to place to place acting as if he's in a wheelchair and it literally tore my faith to shreds mm-hmm. okay well let me let me ask this question in response to that how can we go to a doctor and the doctor prescribes certain medications and it never be never heal us, never take care of our situation or circumstance, how can we continue to have a faith in a doctor? So God is supernatural. Everything about God, I understand that the the detriment because there's been, and all of us sitting on this platform have had some level of hurt or disappointment or something like that in church. And there are yes. people 
who have experienced exactly what you said, the shyster, the, the right. performer, the whatever, and it blindsides your faith. And I think that to recover from that, only God can, can heal you from that. Yeah. So that brings a whole nother level of pain <laughs> and brokenness and things like that, because now man has let you down, but yeah. God is still God. Right. I love it. That's yeah. right. It was man that let you down. Yes. That's great. God did not let that's great. you that's great. down. That's great. That's Poor that's, representation. That's, that's right. Great. That's Go ahead. You wanted to say something? Oh, no. It was, I, just, I just thought that was that was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> that's that's it. You know, we, again, we penalize in as much as we can, as much as we think we are. You know, that we, we penalize God for poor representation. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as uh, the Holy Spirit showed me once, man, that uh, that we lean into this expression of disbelief and and disbelief is a weapon against us, not a, not a weapon against God. You know, we said, when the God, you hit that, I won't believe in you now. But disbelief is this is a weapon against us. <laughs> you know, right, God, I'm not believe right. in you enough, God, and it's going wow. to hurt you in some you kind of way. You're yourself. And, uh, and, and so, you know, what we invite and make ourselves uh, susceptible to through disbelief. You know, again, without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. So we, we lean into a, a faithless, you know, we, we start at that disappointment and then, and then we lean into a faithlessness that doesn't even allow us to engage God, you know, or won't allow us to, uh, and, and, and then a skepticism comes, then, yeah. then a cynicism comes concerning all things faith, you know, every word that we get. Somebody says, I want to pray for you. Yeah, they don't, you know, so we start <laughs> right. to, we start to reject things, um, that, that would, of course, ultimately be beneficial for us. So yeah, I just thought it was beautiful, like like that that he said. Exactly. You know, just Thank poor you. representation. Yeah. Pastor Nikki, in about uh, two and a half minutes, elaborate on that before we go to break. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, you know, when you respond like that, what um, may, maybe uh, let me just kind of put it in a different perspective just to maybe see things differently. Um, you know, when we read the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament, in the Old Testament, you are full of stories where people went to a quote-unquote man of God, right? right. Whether it's a, a, a prophet that was used and things like that, you know? They went with their needs. Hey, you know, I'm in debt, I'm sick, my child has died, whatever, you know, the, and we find something completely different in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. All right. But I feel like we are in the New Testament living with an Old Testament mind. Hmm. Wow. Know? Where I, I would say carefully, like this, it's illegal in the New Testament to go to somebody, right? To get healed, to get our needs met, to, to whatever. Hmm. Right? Even if he's a pastor, even it's, it's illegal, mm. you know. Because the difference is, in the New Testament now, God, by his Holy Spirit, lives in us. Right. Right. Great. So we have that direct uh, connection with God, to cry out to God, to be open to God, to, to ask God, right? Now, uh, when I say it's illegal for you to go to them, uh, what I mean is priority is God. God yeah. is first. Right. Now, that doesn't mean those people cannot pray and those people cannot you know, minister to us. But the choice, let it be to God. <laughs> right. right. If God doesn't heal me like that and he chooses somebody to use, that's his decision, not my decision. Right. You know, And I think sometimes we look at those things because we took our faith off of God 
and we place it on people and people are funny wow. yeah. you're going to find authentic you're going to find genuine you're going to you know no, no. so anytime i think uh, uh, we put our uh, faith in people somewhere along the line you'll get disappointed right you know and so i think go back to level 1 put your faith in god let it come from the lord great you know yes. and so i think just to say that That is awesome. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We have to put our faith in God because mm-hmm. if if we don't, we're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yes, You're going to miss your appointment with your healing. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. say it like that. Now listen, we're going on break, but when we come back, I want to ask this question. If I take medication or other treatments, do I have a lack of faith? Mm-hmm. We'll be back in a moment. to spoil this beautiful day or anything huh <laughs> come on <laughs> it's a leper stay back cover your mouth don't breathe his air don't come any closer it's okay john it's okay rabbi 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 you can this disease you Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. Uh, but what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Uh, uh. Where's an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. 
Green is definitely your color. Oh. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get the Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it and thanks so much. Welcome back to the Pastors. Can God really heal me? Now, I want to ask this question. If I believe I'm healed, should I stop taking my medicines and other treatments? If I believe that I'm healed, should I stop taking my medicine? Should I stop taking my treatments, Pastor Brian? It's funny because the uh, first thought in my mind, uh, the, the, the first immediate answer is no. Um, and the reason I say that, I want to back it by a, by a story in the Bible that there were lepers that came to Jesus that, good. that Jesus healed. He touched them and healed them. And one version or one uh, account says that as they went, they were healed. But Jesus didn't tell them, okay, you're healed, go back to society. In other words, okay, you're healed, quit your medication. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, mm. let him declare your cleansing, and then you can return back to society. Right. So if it's real, if the healing is genuine, then it can be proven by the doctor. Mm -hmm. So the doctor will say, I don't understand. And, I, and I've personally experienced it. I don't understand. It was there and now it's not. Right. Um, and so based on that, they begin to remove medication and convincing sometimes our doctors that God has healed us is kind of a, a constant battle because there's so much. And, and it's just the way that they have been trained, right. medically trained right. to believe that this medicine is for this. So when we come with a faith based approach and uh, saying that I'm going to stand firm and believe God, they look at you like you're crazy. Right. So to answer your question, I say if God has healed you, then you need to immediately make an appointment with your doctor. Let yeah, your doctor that's that's good. through verify. testing yeah, verify good. the healing that's and good. then let the approach be, you know, you no longer need this medication. Right. Or if you continue to take this medication, it's going to cause a problem since you don't need it anymore. Blood pressure or whatever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. now, I'm going to tell you why that's important. That's yeah, I, I was literally just reminded I, I had a, a, a dear brother who was pastoring and he went to a service and this healing evangelist told him, you are healed of diabetes. And he told me, he said, I'm healed. I'm not going to take any more medicine. I'm not going to do anything else. And he died on his pulpit. Wow. He died on his pulpit. He didn't go verify that he had literally been healed. He went into diabetic shock, uh, I think briefly a diabetic coma, mm -hmm. and then he died. He refused to take his medicine. 
So please verify yes. your healing. Yes, the you know, I've, I've watched so, so, so many times, especially Pastor Benny Hinn. He'll say, go back to your doctor. Yeah. You know, verify your healing. You know, and I think that's wisdom. Yes. And I know that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. So mm. does going to doctors show a lack of faith? You say, oh, I believe God's going to heal me. But then you go to the doctor. So does going to the doctor show a lack of faith? Uh, no more than eating healthy. You know, if eating, no money healthy. <laughs> yeah, eating healthy shows a lack, uh, a lack of faith, or you know, if if uh, having a, a healthy diet and observing healthy practice. I mean, Pastor Nicky was talking about, you know, just having a you know a knowledge of of, of your body and, and and you know what what works and uh and you know even <laughs> even, even you know I know um I know a pastor that was a vegetarian and he gave a testimony that he was a, a fat vegetarian. <laughs> You know, uh, 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 so so you know we we there's a there's fallacies that we have about um, particularly in in the in the church, right? You know about what it is to to have faith and what what faith looks like. A lot of times, faith is uh, is synonymous with irresponsibility. You know, uh, so so being responsible, being wise, being you know, is, is uh, becomes. Um, almost frowned upon. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my doctor, <laughs> right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat healthy." So when we observe um, an intentionality of stewarding these bodies, stewarding these vessels, um, and that being connecting to what Brian was saying, even going to um, to, to doctors to affirm and confirm that that you have been healed. You know, that's all those things do. We have to. Um, there's something that's that's measurable, and God gave all that wisdom. Right. You know, it's, it's like like physicians. Like that. That it, there's a wisdom. Correct. Surrounding that. Um. That that <clears throat> pertains to the body. You know, with with builders and engineers, there's a wisdom that God assigns to you know to different areas. So in, I, He does the same thing with the body and in, in, in this network of health. In this network of wholeness that he that he's uh, instituted, <clears throat> and I think in in the network of wholeness, it, it would behoove us, even in the kingdom, to to you know, if I if I can come to you for prayer, right. then I can go to a to a medical expert, you know, that has an understanding, a divine understanding, really. Whether even even if, if they recognize it or not, if they, if they acknowledge that as a reality for them or not, I'm like that you are a doctor, that you have an understanding, that you care so much about looking in the body, and, and you know that that you care about that is divine, you know. So to to again to steward your bodies, to be wise, to be responsible is not a. I don't think it's a it's a lack of faith at all. Exactly. I mean, we take our cars to the mechanic. Yes, right. I mean, we could easily lay hands on our cars, be healed yeah. in Jesus's name. Yeah. I mean, I believe it's it's the same. Yeah. Doctors have an understanding about our bodies yeah. that we do not have. Yeah. And so I, be- I believe you 100 percent. Yes. Yeah, now, yeah, Pastor Nicky, go yeah, ahead. Like, you know, so in certain in certain um, certain cultures, it's, it's customary to drink, you know, Ginger ale, you know what I mean? <laughs> my grandmother would give me ginger ale for everything. You know? Oh, everything. I okay, I got you, I got you. Yes. Yeah, so, so if I had it, ginger you know, yeah, so yeah, take the ginger ale. Ginger on one side, ale on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I take that ginger ale and I go lay down, you know, and, and feel better, right? That's right. But but in that 
you know, infant state of understanding, the, the, me drinking ginger ale wouldn't mean that I, <laughs> I wouldn't believe in God at that time. <laughs> Just, now, I have to say <laughs> that ginger ale back in the day was strong. Mm-hmm. It had so much real ginger in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, it had a, a, a it had a healing in it. Then. Yes, it had a strong. More ale in it, right? what, what did you say? <laughs> he said it had more ale in it. Right, right, exactly. Probably had more ale and more ginger. Right, right, right. Exactly. But ginger has such a strong healing property. Yeah. Such a strong, and it had real. I mean, I remember my father told me. Like the Coca-Cola today, he said it, it it was nothing. He said you couldn't drink that Coca-Cola that they had back then. Probably he said illegal. you couldn't you couldn't be hot like people are hot and go get. He said you'd pass out. Yeah. He said they would be out in the fields, try to drink a Coca-Cola out in the hot fields. He said you you'll pass out because of the strength of the what's that so you get arrested for having that coca-cola oh yeah (laughs) i know it was a real (laughs) talk about the real thing which used to be their slogan it was the real thing uh they don't have that slogan anymore i take no responsibility for what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) right now pastor nikki uh one doctor told a christian brother of mine I can do the surgery, but it will take God to heal you. Mm. What does that mean? Because a lot of people will think the surgery is what is actually healed me. Mm. Doctor said, I can do the surgery, but it's going to take God to heal you. Wow. Mm. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, we hear the expression all the time, you know, the man can open the body, but only God can close it. Mm. Mm. Um, because healing comes, you know, God is the one who made the body, obviously. And God is the one who knows how to repair it, you know. Uh, but I, I think understanding um, the fact that, um, uh, you know, we, we, we call the doctor's places practices, right? Right. Because they're practicing through they practice a, a, a history of or a research of something, right? Right. You know, like for example, in America, there are 300 some million people in America, you know. And so when they are researching, they are not researching 300 million people. Right. <laughs> they are researching maybe 100 people, maybe 500 people. Yes. And comparing those 500 people to the 300 million people, mm-hmm. you know. That's great. And so, well, normally this happens. Not this was, you know. And, and so they don't know, you know. <laughs> well, and, and what I mean by that is they know those 500 people, but everybody's right. body is different. Everybody's diet, culture, background, you know, state to state in America is different, right? right. County to county is different. And so, I think that they are giving you a good educated guess based mm. on the research, you know. Uh, and so they said, okay, we can fix this or we can put this and it's supposed to be like this. Right. right? But at the uh, end of the day, it's God who knows exactly what needs to be fixed, right. what needs to be healed, you know. And so we take our steps of, quote, quote, faith in going and doing the surgery and believing God that, that that's something that is needed and whatever is needed that God will make up the rest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. And so I think uh, we need to have that understanding that we do what we can, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and and the rest what we don't know, hey, let, you know, that's our faith towards approaching God. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Now, I, I want to ask this because someone called me because their loved one passed away and they weren't happy about it at all because they believed God, the loved one believed God, and they said to me, I would have been okay, I would have been okay 
if my loved one would have died in a dignified manner, but they had problems. I, 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 it might be a little too gory to say everything that they had sure. to endure. Mm-hmm. But the question is, why would God let my loved one die in such an undignified manner? I want to just open that up. You know, not just passed away in his sleep, but why did this have to happen? And, and, and these fluids had to present themselves in this part of the body and mm. cause why? Why? Why couldn't my loved one just die? But why would God allow such to happen? Can I, let me answer that um, from a personal perspective. Number one, we live in a fallen world. You know, we, we are, according to scripture, we are born in sin um, and a sinful world, a sinful nature. And there are things that that happen because of that. Now, to explain why that happens, I don't know that there's a person that can explain that. But my mom, I'd, I'd said in a previous episode about uh, her death and brain cancer and so forth. My mom, speaking of dignity, loved to just engage in conversation. She wasn't a person that just talked all the time, but she loved to talk. Right. And so the brain cancer affected her speech. So she could gibber something, but it was unlegible. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was saying, but there was no way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I walked through what, exactly what you're saying, going, God, wow. her dignity has been removed from that. But I think that because of a sinful world, a sinful nature, I think that our bodies that are decaying daily, um, I think that there are certain things that begin to happen. And so when you put a mix of something that God doesn't heal or medicine doesn't heal or whatever, then it begins to have a natural effect on the body. And in my mom's case, the where the brain tumor was affected her speech and she wasn't able to talk, never was in pain, right? but wasn't able to have a conversation, wasn't able to walk, things like that. So I think that, that just from a, a personal perspective, that my answer that I came to through that process was not natural effect of the sickness that took over the body. So did God do it? No. Did he allow it? Yes would be my answer to that. Why would God allow such? Because that was a question that was yeah, the, presented the, to me. Yeah. The, the, again, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, the free-willed nature and choosing sin and choosing that began to unfold things, the survival of the fittest, sin rampant, things like that. And it was the whole reason that a savior had to come. So I think that everything we walk through, can God heal? Absolutely. Does he heal everybody? No. Um, Why don't he? I don't think anybody sitting on this platform can answer that question or anybody that is is listening. Um, So he does heal but he doesn't heal everybody. Right. You know, and, and we've prayed for people that God healed instantly. We've all seen miracles. Yes. But we've also prayed for people that didn't make it. Wow. Pastor Glover, I know you yeah. want to say something. Yeah. We're going to come right back with our last segment. Can God really heal me? We'll be back in a moment. To spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> come on. It's a leper. Stay back. 
Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 you cannot. It's disease. You. Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, if you can make me clean, only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. I knew it. What can I, what can I ever do? No, no. Do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. Oh. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get The Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it and thanks so much. Welcome back to The Pastors. And we're talking now about our loved ones who are people's loved ones who died 
And it was an undignified death. Why would God allow them to die in such a way? Yeah. And Pastor Glover, you, you wanted to comment yeah, on that. Yeah, so there, there's, an, there's an emotional aspect when we, when we consider the look of a thing. Mm. You know, um, but convenience, inconvenience always gives way to a love expression. You know, like it, it, it creates this way. If you, if you read First uh, Corinthians 3, you know, all uh, 13, you know, all of it is inconvenient. Love, patient, love is kind, love, you know, sickness is inconvenient, um, but healing is, is, is present. You know, um, there's, um, with, uh, what's the, um, uh, the, the, about the verse about um, pure religion? You know, widows. You know, and so, so there's there's an opportunity, and whenever there's an opportunity mm. to love, I spoke with my aunt on the way here, and she's at she's at a nursing home, and you know, we and and ideal. What would be ideal is that uh, there's no opportunity for me to extend myself in love. Right. You know, like that's kind of what we, you know, we don't want to forgive because where there's forgiveness, there's been a, an infringement, there's been a betrayal. Right. You know, so every opportunity that we have to love, there is an ugliness or there's something that's way less than ideal that's also present. So, you know, when um, when I was nursing my grandmother, um, I, it, it wasn't robbery that, because not, not for her so much, but there's an opportunity for us to love. We're not here to to stay, we, we're actually here to love. Right. You know, we, we're created um, as an extension of God's love expression. And I think those um, those inconveniences, those, those ugly, what we call ugly moments, if we look at all the care that goes into those moments, like there's so much richness of love present. And I think it's where we really get to see the gospel unfold. We really get to see, um, we really get to see love happen. Right. You know, when, when, when there's, when there's a ailment, where there's frailty, I think, uh, you know, where there's a, somebody that's underserved, you know, where there's somebody that's, that's ugly or being, being mean or whatever. Um, so, you know, the question would, would be, is, is a situation where we didn't have to participate in the love of God. Would that just be, you know, would that just be better for everybody? I think when a lot of times when we ask, we, we want uh, uh, instantaneous healing a lot of times because because we don't you know nursing somebody takes a lot, lot a lot out of our schedule you know nursing some somebody back it, it takes it just takes so much it, it's, it's such an inconvenience and again when we observe inconvenience uh, we uh, we observe co- convenience rather over love we really find ourselves frustrated when we see somebody you know like the Bible says the poor you have with you always right it's inconvenient you know but but, but it, it creates this opportunity. Um, so I, I think when we observe the love of God and we observe that system, um, then, then you have you you won't have people that that kind of sound like Job's wife. She said, "You know, curse God and die." Right. You just get this over with because because it's putting it, it creates a, a such an inconvenience. Hmm. But when we say inconvenience a lot of times. If we look at it differently, we say it's, it's, it creates too much of an opportunity for me to have to love you. Right. You know, in a in a sacrificial way. Can I give a scripture uh, that's just been in my heart um, just on this? The Bible says, regardless of what we go through on this earth, Paul said that it is not even worthy to be compared to the things that God has prepared for those that love. That's great. That's glory. And and so so regardless of this, this world is not our home. You know, the 
And I think that this is where we get angry sometimes is because Lazarus died. Right. Yeah. After he was resurrected, yeah. he still died. Yes. Because this is the eternal place. The eternal place is in heaven. The eternal place is in the presence of God. Right. And so something is going to take place in all of our lives. But I love what Apostle Paul said, that none of this is even worthy to be compared <clears throat> to the glory of God, yeah. to the riches of God, to what God has prepared for those that love him. So that is, that's just in my heart, just to share that to somebody that may be on screen now, um, just watching and just listening and dealing with a lot of what we're saying. I didn't mean to hijack the moment, but I just, I feel God in this moment that, yes. that whatever we walk through, that God is still God and his healing power is resonant, but he doesn't heal everybody. Jesus didn't heal everybody on the earth, but he did heal everybody he came in contact with, Ooh. but he didn't heal everybody on the earth. And so death is going to take place in all of our lives. And the biggest question in my heart is, am I prepared to stand before God? You know, whenever that day comes, whenever, whatever, however, whatever I have to walk through in this life, because death will inevitably come to all of us. Save Jesus, come back. Gracious day. When it's going to be no comparison. Yeah. There's no comparison. <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to experience some things. And then we have to just look at the body itself. God created the body. If we do certain things to our bodies, they are going to act up later. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine last night and he was talking about what somebody said at a funeral service. He said, you know, when we were born, we look like either our mother or our father. But when we die, we look like our decisions. Wow. Wow. And that happens a lot. Mm. Wow. Mm. We look like our decisions. Mm. And, you know, we that could be that's a, a whole that's, series that's just by itself. Right I mean, if you look at people right now, mm. we really we look like our decisions. And so, you know, it's it's sad. And I would need that person. If I were to talk to that person, I would have to talk to that person and wait until they've kind of gotten over that death before I could really right. share. Sure. With them, yeah. because you know, what decision did your loved one make while he or she was still alive? Yeah. You know, throughout their life. You know, a lot of times when we get a diagnosis, now we want to change. It could be too late. Correct. It could be too late by then. And then when that sickness or disease takes its course, we're like, "Listen, God healed them." If he doesn't, like we all said, like you said, nobody on this panel knows why. Some people are healed by God. Some people are not. But if God does not heal them, you know, how long do we be angry with him? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. I'm, I'm, I'm telling no, you. Not, it's, to be, not to be uh, to be insensitive, you know, but, you know, my mom died when I was eight months old in a, in a car accident. You know, and you said eight months old. Eight, I was eight months. I was eight months old, hmm. and 
Yeah, I testify that the whole city of Denmark raised me, you know, my whole, wow. you know, from the woman that was holding me at the time. And, and so I had so much love heaped toward me. Mm. Um, and mm. it's still to this, to this day, I, I was never, like death never like devastated me in, in, in a, in a mm. way because I don't know anybody who never died. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't, wow. I don't, historically, I'm, I'm like that's 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 what humans do, and so every, and every funeral I've gone to is it's, it's, it's a surprise, or it's almost like something that should shouldn't have happened. It, no matter how many courses of humans cycle through here, you know, and, and the thing that that just really dawned on me again it, that that we're here to love, we're not here to stay. Yeah, we don't we don't come to that's stay. That's good. That's you know, really we, we good. We only come to love. We, we we come as a as a love expression. We have there's this opportunity to to love our lifelong. And God gives us opportunity after opportunity to, to demonstrate that whether, whether we're sick, we have an opportunity to love. If we're well, there's an opportunity to love. And, and, and there's an opportunity to show gratitude and, and glorify God in, in, you know, in whatever position that we're in, you know. Um, and so I, I think that when we focus on the wrong things, um, when we focus on, you know, like the, the days of man is ours grass yeah. and, and the, and the flower, like his glory days are short lived, you know, and, and forgotten. Mm, yeah. You know, we, we blossom yeah. and then you say, Oh yeah. Life's and, and so you forget that. But I think when we focus on, on the glorious part so much, mm. then we can comparatively say, but well, this is the inglorious part. But you know, as Ecclesiastes says, often, 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 it's, it's all vanity yeah. at, at, a, at a point as right. well. You know, and, but if we focus on, on why we're here as, as far as worship, and, and love and gratitude, you know, there's a, um, we can find a beauty in, in, in all of it. You know, I think, that, I think there's, there's a beauty that we, that we forfeit in favor of being, of being angry or being bitter at, 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 at um, idealisms, you know, and saying that, that you should have looked like this. You could have done this if, you know, and we, and we live in a, a space of ifs and, uh, and not really confronting like the, the, the godly reality that we have. In front of us, and you know, and what God, and, and seeking God for His intent surrounding that reality, you know. Mm. So, Pastor Nikki, why is it then, or rather, how can we believe God to heal this person when we prayed for our dear loved ones to be healed? They believe, we believe, we prayed, and and we spoke, we did everything right, everything we knew, and they still passed away. So how, how can I now pray for other people that I know God did heal it and this, this really affected me. It really, and I'm, I'm talking, mm. this is real. Yeah. I had this yeah. conversation with somebody and they are really like, God, why? Yeah. How can I even believe now that you'll even heal somebody else? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand the pain of that, you know, but at the same time, it's like, on God's side, he's like, it doesn't bother him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not threatening God. You know, he's like, right. I don't believe you. <laughs> okay. Right, <laughs> right. It is not, but help him. Nikki, <laughs> help him. Not, <laughs> no, but, but I just want to, uh, let's, let's go back to the Bible. Sometimes we have a lot of our own thoughts and stuff, but, but yeah. let's just read the Bible. <laughs> the Bible, yeah, the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'll just read a verse, the most introductory verse to healing. Exodus fifteen twenty six. It says, "If you diligently heed the voice of God, number one, your God, and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments, 
keep his statues then he says i'll put none of this disease upon you which i brought upon the egyptians for i am the lord who heals you. you yes you know and so uh, number one i i feel like you know i said many times ignorantly people said we've tried everything hmm. and i'm yeah. like are you sure wow why because it's not trying because there are 10 different things number one did you consult god right and what is it that god said to you did you do that right because you could have done 10 good things but did you do what god <laughs> right <laughs> and i right. feel like when they say we've tried everything they're going to their head knowledge True. you're supposed to do this supposed to do this supposed to do you know maybe this maybe that you know but th- that's not the issue the issue is did you hear god that's number one number two the bible that you would do his commandments and his statutes you know what are commandments commandments those things that we know clearly this is what to do statutes are principles right and so many times when we are believing god for something i think the greatest thing i can tell anybody is go back to number one and that is hear god god what is it that you want me to do mm. you know i think all questions come into that place because we we say well, well should i go to a doctor should i throw away my medicine should i those are all irrelative mm-hmm. you know the first thing is what did god say to you right wow. because yeah. god might say to him hey keep taking medicine god might say to him don't take medicine that's right it's not this is wrong this is wrong no it's it's it's, it's what is god saying to you because he that's knows good. where you are in the relationship <laughs> right. and what you need exactly right and then so i think we have all have frustrations we all have those things that why didn't you know how can i pray well most of the time i seen some of the greatest healing take place is when i was sick Yes, and right. And God said go pray. It's not based on my experience. I based upon it who God is. That's that's the Correct. place I'm speaking from, you know. Wow. That's so good. That that's is. Amazing. That is. Excellent. So, at this point, we're hearing what God is saying concerning our healing, and we're going to deal with this again in our our next episode. But right now, if you don't know Jesus as Savior and Lord, Please pray with me. Just briefly say, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus, who died for me and who you raised from the dead. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, and live your life through me so I can please the Father. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Mm. Welcome to the family of God. Please find a wonderful Bible-believing church and be active. Amen. We're again, we're going to continue our next episode. Can God really heal me? We have quite a bit to unpack. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. We're in December and we're getting close to Christmas and we're looking forward to continuing in this holiday season with you right here on the Pastors. We love you. We love your family. God bless. God bless you.